okay? My laptop was really loud in this room, like echoes. It's fucking. Yeah, but I got, I got this. Oh, look at you go! I know, I know. Oh, Fancy. I just fucking broke it. Brand new. Um, you know what? Suntank gave it to me for Christmas. Oh yeah, and it's taken me a while to to use it. Story of my life. Yeah, I mean, I've been like, yeah, I should really get around to using that thing. But then we 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 always had the episode, and it's like fuck, fuck up, like ten minutes in the episode. Yeah, so I never get time to set it up. Oh, show me that shirt. Is that a Ronnie Coleman shirt? Yeah, mate. That's sick. Oh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. That's sick. What's been going on, man? Trying. Yeah. I'm like, I think I'm probably like two weeks away. One, one or two weeks away, and then I'll be back. Fuck yeah. Hey, hey, Louis. Well, yeah. Hello. Are you? Where are you, bro? Yeah, where are you? I'm in Brisbane now. Uh, oh, you're at a hotel. Hey, 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 mate! You got me. Hey, let's 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 do a little tour. Show us the tour. Oh, you want to have a tour? Yeah, let's I, have a I just was ringing Mike then because he actually messaged me for the link. But um, yeah, just, oh, I'm locked out of my own gym. This is hilarious. <laughs> okay, so this is a tour. I could get this far. <laughs> uh, this is a fire exit, so I'm locked in. Hello, oh, can you get the door? Can you please get the door? Thank you. <laughs> this is the best start to any podcast ever. That is the best. <laughs> that is just standard in a nutshell. Thank you so much. Okay, I'm in my own gym. I'm not he's, locked out. He's in right, his own so, gym and he got locked out. Oh, God. Here's our 1980s signage pumping. Sick. The neons, baby. Uh, here's our beautiful counter ladies, uh, Lexi. She's been our head of... Uh, what role do we give you? We're gonna give you some cool names. Oh, membership consultant. She just started today. There's the big stand. You can get a shake. That's sick. Uh, we got free prees at the front for everyone. So we just come in and get a can, get going. Are those are those boys signing up now? Say what? Are they signing up? Yeah, heaps. Um, we did um Saturday. We started at 120 um members. And today it's Wednesday. We're at two thirty-five. Wow! Yeah, one hundred ninety-five squared sub shop. Yeah, a bit bigger than the other one. Is that right, you in the background? So many steps going backwards and forwards. Go yeah. back, go back, go back. Is that you? What's that? On the wall. Is that you on the wall? Oh yeah. Look at this that's weapon. Me. That's me, and that's um our uh, our. Partner in crime for the gym, Jake Ayres. He's uh, one Mr. New South Wales last year in the juniors. Yeah, wow. There he is. In the feed. <laughs> hey, and man. There's two check-in rooms at the back for consults, for if you're a PT or you work here, for transformations. And I really want to show you this. This was in my head, my nut job head for about eight years now. I wanted to do this. So it finally came to fruition. Um, looks like a skate park. But uh, basically, you get yourself in position, and um, you can see your whole back contract. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Every rep. So we got we got our back pieces here, and then oh. hammy as well. And again, like you set yourself up in the hammy, you get a full full view. So what? Whilst you're training back. Sorry. 
whilst you're training back, you're, you're looking at your back activating. Yeah, you're getting full contraction. See your rhomboids, your traps, erectors. Wow. I did it yesterday. Best back workout of my life. Wow. Yeah, so I'll be, I, I went to a mate's gym and he had, he had a sign up and I had a reflection on it. And I was training. I could see my back. And I was like, this is amazing. It was about eight years ago. Yeah. And I wanted to do it for so long ever since. This That's is unfinished, so cool. but but it's our posing room. So I want to do like the states with the couches where, where oh, the coach yeah. chills out. And then we got the reverse mirror. Um, this is every person that helped us set up the gym out oh. of their own free time. And it's just beautiful. So we want to leave a legacy for them. We can, we can, like do, a, um, we can do a podcast in, in there on those couches. We are definitely doing a podcast. I just had Callum the Junior say exactly that. Like, I can't <laughs> wait for the day when we all hang out and do a giant live feed, you know? I, I think it'll be after after Louis um, no longer dead. <laughs> hey, how are you feeling, Louis? This is all hoist, so it all uh, gets you a bit of peak contraction. Uh, yeah, you're going to be a peak because it moves with you at the same time. Oh, yeah, cool. This is our, like our, we haven't finished this section yet. Um, this is our fight sort of section. So we're Did getting. You we're getting bags in installed. We're gonna get bags installed all, all across here, and then a stage there, and then you can do a classes as well eventually. But um, and then do fighting too. It's cool, yeah. man. Man, well yeah. done. Well done. Congratulations, bud. It's freaking massive, eh? That's awesome. That's huge, bro. That's amazing. I'm so happy with the lighting too. Oh my gosh, check out check out my my physique girl too. She's just training now. Woo! Look at the details. Jeez. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, we just competed on the weekend. Second in Masters. Wow. Uh, for figure. And I asked her to do physique like 20 times, didn't I, Leanne? <laughs> <laughs> Shredded. But uh, she would have definitely been like a second or third in, in, in physique. Oh, I even think pushing for first. Hey, um, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> you, look, you look amazing. Um, I'll pop Stan. outside because I can't. I can't hear with the music. Yeah, we, we got we got Mike. We got Mike here. We got Mike now. So uh, oh, awesome! Jump on. Um, jump on somewhere a bit more quiet. I'll go outside. Yeah. All right. Hey, hey. Mike. hey. Uh, how are you, mate? How you going? He fell out. You gotta remember. You gotta remember my age. Oh, technology, mate. Yeah. Shocking, mate. I'm always last minute to everything. Yeah. <laughs> How you feeling, mate? How you feeling? I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely rooted. I'll flip it that way. That I, I can't actually believe how much you're mentally with it in your peak week. Like having that chat with you backstage. That's why I wanted you on today because I was like, this guy's shredded and he's just having a chat like it's a regular day. Oh, look the way I, the way I look at it is you bloody um you know by the time you get to the get to the comp man I've I've had good I've had some good feeds I fucking should be a lot better in a lot better mood than what I was the week before and we're all about to have fun aren't we? Well, that's it, isn't it? And you know you were even encouraging other athletes and posting them up after the show. I thought it was such a great example of a true champion um, seeing your live story afterwards. Oh look, man, sport. You know, for me, I just. I don't. I don't do this to, to necessarily be the, be number one. I do it because it's the challenge. It's the comp. The comp at the end of the day is just like bloody. 
putting the cherry on top of cook of buddy baking a cake it's you know the, the the joy comes from fucking being in the kitchen baking the cake and fucking getting it right you know and when you get to get, get to the competition it's it really then just becomes well am i have i done everything i can do am i the best i can be yes then there's no more there's, there's no more to it and if someone else happens to fucking be better they're better can I just say it's so funny when you're dieting and all your analogies are based on baking a cake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. And yeah. and and Mike, um, doing uh, the Queensland show and the New South Wales show as well. That's like yep. awesome. Um, uh, what sort of made you? Which one? Where are you from? Are you from? You're from Brisbane, aren't you? Yeah. So I'm, I live on the sunny coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what yeah. what was the reason behind doing the New South Wales one as well? Purely, I had um, Jessica Coglin, who's uh, who got second in the f- open figure. She was um, who she she won the novice twelve months ago. She won the novice figure title um, um, for the national for the season eight, um, and she was competing again because she was competing, and I was travelling to 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 support her and 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 do the final touch, you know, final prep for her. I thought, well, I'm here. I might as well I might as well get up on I might as well get up on stage. Oops. Oh, we lost him. Oh no, he dropped out. He'll come back. <laughs> yeah, that's die. That's die brain, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he probably pressed the button. He shouldn't. He probably pushed like cancel or goodbye. <laughs> well, hey, I couldn't what, hear you when I was the, in the gym. What we are, what he's going through. What? I couldn't hear I that well when I was in the gym. What were we going through? <laughs> Just then. Hey, yeah, uh, before Mike came on, before the when I was doing the Wait. talk, the music's. I can't hey, eat. Me for a second. Fuck. <laughs> what? What's going on, boys? Yo. What's going on? <laughs> Who's this? How's it going? It's all good? <laughs> this is my coach, Ross. Yeah, big boy. How long are you down for, Ross? I'm here for like a week. Oh, uh, I got here yesterday. I'm starting to feel the jet lag a little bit. Um, but it's... It's just crazy surreal being here. It's like it's like a forty thousand kilometer round trip. Yeah, wow. pretty crazy. Um, trying to get from one side. I was yeah, I was in Stockholm in Sweden for another pro qualifier, and then flew directly from there to here. So it's been a it's been pretty wild. What like twenty seven hours? But I'm just glad to be here, boys. It's um bodybuilding is everything to me. So it's cool to be able to come here and just you know, what, what and get loot for the next couple of days. And, uh, what a devoted coach. You flew all the way out of here. That's, that's unreal, mate. Welcome yeah, to Australia. You, thank you so much, brother. It's cool, man. I've had like, the warmest welcome you can possibly imagine. Um, it's weird, you know, like, I, I've never actually met Lou or Han, but as soon as I got here, I was like, I know these people. It was, yeah. uh, it was, a, really, it was a really, really nice feeling. And, uh, you know, I think that... Um, honestly, oh, we want to... People thought, think I'm a bit crazy. Yeah, it's all good, man. Probably. Oh, sorry. We want to apologize a little bit for Louis because, like, he's pretty gassed out. There's a lot more to Louis than, than at the moment. <laughs> I'll try. I'm here, to, I'll, I'm here to take over. I'll, yeah. I'll provide as much as I possibly can for Gan here. I'm full of food. I'm good. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I would, it's, um, it's one great to have you in uh, Australia, Ross, but also um, on the podcast as well. So, welcome, mate. Uh, of course, man. I think I was, uh, I was looking forward to coming on. And I'm glad I'm actually here to be able to come on rather than the side of the world I think again it feels pretty right to be doing it this way so thank you so much for having me boys I appreciate it well we're, we're definitely going to get into we're definitely going to get into Louis prep and asking um you a lot of questions Ross um but let's let's kick off with Big Mike first and um 
continue going on with um, what you were saying regarding the New South Wales show, Mikey Boy. Yeah. Yeah, so apologies for that. Someone's trying to ring me. I don't. I don't do. I don't use fucking Zoom very often, so I fucking <laughs> panicked and fucked that job. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, purely it was just the fact that you know Jess was doing. Jess was competing. I was coming up to New South Wales to support her. Um, look, and it's not. In my early years, um, I used to. I used to do like I do this back when I was in New Zealand. I'd go do the Christ. We'd have a show in Christchurch. We'd have one in Nelson. We'd have. You know, you know, different ones, and it was it wasn't uncommon for a few of us, more probably experienced amateurs, to 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 go and do the few different different shows. Um, you know, to me, it's just you know, it, it, it sport, and as long as it's not going, I feel it's not going to hinder the the um, the end goal. Um, then I will then I will do it. If you know, if I said to one of my athletes, if I felt felt you know, I thought about bringing Jess because Jess came to the Queenstown's uh, the Queensland's last year, um, but I felt for her to do Queensland's, New South Wales, and then nationals, uh, the the pro qualifier this year would be too much for her. So I said no, don't. Um, but I feel like I'm, I'm experienced enough and, and know my body well enough that I, I can do it. You know, when yeah. you and you know and I, and I you know I I went hard for Queensland's and it was going to be a tough tough show. Um, and it's been a long time since I've been on, so I needed to sort of test my body and see what was happening. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't um, for New South Wales. Like I didn't, I probably only put in about half the amount of carbs through my carb up. Um, you know, I was a little bit more, I was a wee bit more ginger on the water as far as you know my fluids, as far as you know how restrictive I was or how much I, I pushed in that that week between. Because you know, when it comes down to it, you know. To that, you know, this weekend's the big dance. That's where you want to be at your best. Yeah, I, was, I wanted yeah, to the nationals is the is the end game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, you know, um, the 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 quality the quality of of the shows have just been it's been so incredible. But um, you know, it's been it's been good to do those couple of shows and be tested and 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 be 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 frightened, you know, because there's some people out there, you know. The fucking some good athletes in Australia, some bloody good athletes Speaking in Australia. Speaking about getting tested, um, seeing in the overall, let's let's nip it in the butt. I was I couldn't. <laughs> I don't want to talk about his butt. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about his butt. <laughs> you don't want to talk about it. I, I I couldn't keep my eyes off your mic. You got a pro physique and your three D. Um, the, the he's only eighty point four kilo and he got in there in the overalls, which is always you know it's cool to see giants slaying, but you know. Uh, condition, I guess, was awarded a lot more on the day. And even though you had amazing condition too, we can't say you didn't. But I think you know those crazy styrated glutes and um. But yeah, to see it was, it was a tough one from from my perspective uh, as a as a, watching it as a fan, not not competing or as a coach. I had you winning the overall. Look, um, I think when I first started when I first started competing, I was not a big I was not a big athlete. My first show was seventy two kilos, you know, so. I can I can fully respect um, the lighter, more conditioned athlete. At, at the end of my image, you know, when I was competing at a high level amateur in New Zealand, the guy that used to always turn up and give me the hardest time was a under seventy kg guy. He was basically a, you know, Daniel Hibbs was a, you know, a Peter Hardwick version of New Zealand Peter Hardwick version, basically. So I have full respect for the for those lighter athletes, and and you know I, you know, Singh was just. His conditioning, his glutes and ass was fantastic. And I, I stood there and I looked at looked at the back of him and I thought to myself, 
the old saying, judge judge it from the back. Now, if he if if I cannot demolish him from the front, then they're going to turn us to the back to make it make the decision. And yeah, you know, his condition, he's got beautiful shape. I've seen him compete before. He, you know, he's just got, you know, he's got he's really pleasant to look at on stage. So um, even with my size and mass, I, you know, I didn't demolish him on, from the front. So they're going to turn us to the back. And as soon as they turn us to the back, I'm like, oh, fuck, man. I've got a 49-year-old ass, you know. Like, <laughs> and my backside has always probably been the, the, the biggest, the hardest thing to get me. And I've got big glutes, you know. Um, and, and I remember years ago, I remember back in the, back in the day, um, they had um, the IFBB start an elite class, which was like a class that was a step up from amateur to to um, before people went into pro. And I don't know if you remember that they ran it. They ran it for a couple of years, and we had the elite guys come out to um, out, out to New Zealand. We had a pro show, then they had the elite show, or they had amateur, elite, and then pro show. And at the time, the guy Robert, I can never pronounce this Polish guy, Robert Petrolski, Petrolski, something along the lines like that. He won't be out there, mate. I'm a Polak. Yeah. Petrovsky. Petrovsky, there you go. So he had won the world championships twice. And I remember seeing this dude, and when he turned around, I could not I was blown away how big this guy's ass was. Like he was his ass was fucking gigantic. A couple of years later, when I finally got my like a Mike Pearson ass. Yeah. (laughs) Finally, a couple of years later, when I get my pro card and I turn up, my first pro show was Tampa in 2009. It's Robert's first pro show as well. And we ended up side by side. We got, I think we were in the both in the fourth call out. So half went through to the top, uh, went through to the top 16 and half of us didn't. He went, I think he got placed 15th in that show. I didn't make the top top 16, but I was beside him. And I've got a photo of me turned around doing a redouble bicep and I'm looking at my ass, looking at his ass going, fuck, I did not know my ass was that big because mine matched him, you know, as far as fucking girth's concerned. So, um, <laughs> So at that point, I realised that, you yeah, know, I do have a really big ass and it, it's always going to be, you know, I'm never going to have the glutes of Sing. I wish I, I wish I could, but genetically, I'm just not going to have them. Can I stir a little bit of controversy on the panel? Because I like to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want to ask, including you, Ross, uh, one by one, do you think women prefer more condition and men prefer more size? We'll go around the whole table. Ju- judges. Yeah. yeah. You start, Adam. Oh, no, no. I thought you were going to start with Ross. Yeah, you start, sure. Ross. Because you're uh, not from the country, so you won't get yeah. burnt. Baptism of fire. I like it. I can take that. I can take that. Um, I, think, I think it all has to be complementary to the athlete that you're looking at. You know, like, I think if you're able to carry a certain level of structure and you're able to carry that as, like, your kind of defining prowess, so... If your structure is your strength and you know that being able to kind of carry that fullness through on a heavy, heavily positive structure, you may not be able to kind of take it all the way in for the effect that it's going to have on the rest of your physique. You have to box clever with what you have. Like for all intents and purposes, if you're going to be able to get somebody in dick skin shredded, like to the point where, you know, your goose look like claw marks, that's not an easy thing to do. And, you know, if you're looking to get to that point in the pursuit of getting very, very easy to ruin a look if you're not careful. And, you know, that whole ideology of coming in with shredded goods. I think coming in with conditioned goods is an absolute given that you have to be able to come in with. You have to be able to present on the day. But if you're looking to get to the point where you have, like, you know, goods that look like you've literally turned someone inside out, I think unless you have an incredible level of clarity or kind of, you know, God-given insertions that allow you to carry your muscle in a certain way, I think that can sometimes work against you. 
And then, you know, at the levels that you guys are all competing at, working towards these higher level statuses, and given the fact that the, you know, the, the ability to get a pro card in this country is arguably the least that there is in the whole world. You know, there's really two pro qualification chances in the guy. It's, it's one of the craziest things ever. Obviously, it creates incredible standards show to show. And arguably, there should be less capacity to get qualification in other countries, but that's for a different conversation. You need to box clever with what you can carry into a show. You need to be able to carry your strengths in. So if your strength is conditioned and you're using that on top of an incredible basis of structure and you can hold that fullness, awesome. But if you know that pursuing that kind of ideal and that kind of, you know, the, the kind of golden unicorn that is shredded goots, you know, that kind of, that's really what kind of shredded goots are within bodybuilding. It's the golden unicorn presentation. If that's going to take away from the rest of what you can carry positively, I don't think it's worth chasing too heavily. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, a judging panel to judging panel, the criteria that they're after is going to shift so much and it's going to shift so often. So play history. Well, what about this, Ross? Let's say, you know, as a man, you got both guys peeled. There's Sean Clarida there, who's a little dude, but, you know, we all know he's muscle belly, he's a freaky. But then there's, you know, who's a big guy, Rami or... Just say uh, Nick. 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 Nick Walker. What's your choice? And I don't, I don't want you to go diplomatic on this bad boy. That's yeah, a tough one. Mm. What's your choice? The big guy or the smaller guy? I think again, bodybuilding will always have the overarching umbrella of freak factor. You know, I don't think anyone is going to disagree with me on that one. And freak is always going to be the first person you look at. And Sean Clarita yeah. is, but he's nowhere near as freaky when he stands beside somebody who's bigger than him. You know, that kind of way. So I think when you're looking at bodybuilding, like you, when you have a lineup of bodybuilders, you know, whether it's a pro, amateur show, the person with the most freak factor or wow factor is always the first person you look at. You know, in that sense of things, I think I'd be looking at someone who's bigger, like Rami, because it just seems so otherworldly that you immediately just want to look at that person. Mm. And do you, do you, I mean, we can't really say for women because none of us are ladies here, so it's not really fair. But yeah. would you say that men over women condition over size? Like, it's a tough one, isn't it? I would say. I, I, found, I found on the show day a lot, of, a lot of rewards are going to the condition guy the other day. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I want to know from everyone. Yeah, I, I get that. Like, I think that... I think if you look logistically, like this, let's try to be a little bit kind of, um, you know, uh, assuming here and say that, you know, the kind of feminine trade is to look at something that looks pretty, you know? So yeah. obviously that looks pretty and is pretty to look at and it ticks the, box, ticks the box on being conditioned enough, then for sure, sweet. I think that that is going to win over somebody who's come in with shredded glutes, but in the pursuit of being that shredded and being that tight, they've lost that pop from somewhere else that they usually carry in a positive way. I think you're going to end up looking at that person who's carrying that muscle and has that kind of pretty look to the way their physique is. Oh, Louis, you only got a few, a few more days till nationals, and uh, you got a pretty look, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. It is. It's cool though because you've got guys in this. In I this... used I used to be pretty when I was in my you know when I was younger. Too, I was <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I said you were 47 today. I think you're getting younger, man. I said you were 47 today. I think you're going like Benjamin Button. You're getting younger. Going backwards. Well, it, Tony keeps saying 49. I did actually tell him I'm 49 in five weeks. So yeah. I'm not. I'm actually still 48. But if oh, I'm guys. Listen up, Randy. came out on stage. Sorry to cut in. He came out on stage and he was like acting like he had an A-frame. That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Man, you got to have, have fun when you get out there, right? Yeah, because Tony was giving it to you about your age, so you just came out like, like yeah, some sort of <laughs> mate. That was a crack up. Oh man, to no, be honest, I, I just, like good fun. 40, 48 and you look the way you look. It's insane, man. Absolutely insane. You know, yeah. look, look so I good. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Look, it's been it's, it's been uh, it's been awesome. It's uh, I, this. 
this is this this whole prep. I've been competing for thirty years. I started competing in nineteen ninety three at nineteen years old, and so this is this is thirty years of competing on and off. Wow. Obviously, I've stepped away a few times. Actually, I've retired a few times. It's a bit of a standing joke, like John Joe Farben, our last tour. Um, but this this prep has just been it's been the best prep. It's been in, in some most ninety nine percent. It's been the easiest prep. No, none. Partially, it's been the easiest prep because my whole reasoning for doing it is almost back to what it was when I first did it, which was which is just to do it and have fun and enjoy it. Why would I want to do something? That, why would I put myself through something I don't enjoy? And you know that's taken a whole lot of pressure off. Um, and I just wanted to do it. And part, a big part of it was I was like the guys at the gym that I work at, I'm a world gym in Calandra. It's quite a new world gym. It's not a lot of competitive bodybuilders there, although it's starting to get a really good um, good crew there now. And I just was like, I want, to, I want to show these guys what it's like for someone who's a, who's, a, who's a good quality athlete to go through a prep so they can see it and they can experience, you know, they see how I train, see what I'm doing, um, ask me questions. And that was sort of whole pre- the, the, one of the premises for doing it because I was out of shape. I got myself really out of shape post uh you know, through COVID and, and through a wee bit pre-COVID, I was, I was yeah, not in a good place at all. I remember having that chat with you backstage about how you're quite a hyper responder as well. Uh, even I would say the years yeah. of what you put in, like, you know, I don't know if there's such a thing. I know there's muscle memory, but I don't know if there's such a thing as a diet memory. But I tell you what, you got in shape really quick and, and really full too. Like back to your, back to your pro sort of shape. Mm. And, you, you know, if you have a look at Mike's page when he started out, he didn't have the arms and the shoulders. A lot was missing, eh? And you just brought it back. Yeah. Um, I think, um, <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's like anything, you know, when it comes down to it, this is a genetic sport. And genetics is just not about your, head, you, about your frame. And it's not just about, you know, your muscle bellies. And it's not, you know, the genetics, genetics is, you know, you've got a, a degree of um, genetics, which is, the, you know, the, our mentality comes predominantly from gen- genetics as well. You know, like our approach. You, you know, you got a successful, successful parents. Obviously, going to lead to successful children. You know, um, and I just come from really stubborn parents. <laughs> so you know, I just do whatever's got to be done to you know to make it happen. And um, and you know that ge- another part of that genetics when we're looking at our sport is um, that receptiveness to, to 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 the other stimulus that we that we that we introduce and. Um, that has always been the case from my from the very first time when I first sort of went down a path where I, you know I, I stepped it up from being a junior. I was a junior, um, competing naturally and so forth. And when I made that choice to step things up, I responded very very quickly to very very little. So, you know, it's a, it's it's a, it's a blessing, but um, you know, and that, and I'm I'm glad of that because you know I know what a lot of people do, and I, you know. So the reason the reason I no longer wanted to be a pro, and the reason I would drop down to two one two when I was, I, you know, I started off as an open. I mean, I'm not prepared to um to to risk, you know, my life. Um, uh, Mike, interested to get into sort of the nuts and bolts of everything. Um, you obviously are, are still working right now. Um, you know, this close to the to the show. Have you taken any time off? Um, you know, what what can we what can you tell us about your diet at the moment and your training at the moment? How's that all going? Oh, Louis still sitting there. I'm not telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's, 
Um, look, no, I've um, my my hours of work have been. I'm bleeding, man. I'm bleeding money. Like there's no tomorrow. Luckily, um, um, we sold. We just recently sold a house and did quite well with it. So um, we've got. I've put some money aside. Um, I'm wearing the uniform. I just finished my last client today. Um, I've just predominantly been working in the morning. So five a.m. starts working through to about lunchtime. Uh, it's not till about lunchtime that my wheels start to fall off. Um, so yeah, and. Yeah, because there's been a lot of time time away and so forth um, with the weekend, so I don't work for I you know generally don't work the Thursday Friday before the show. I normally don't work at all the week before shows. And I actually before Queensland's I did, and I got to Tuesday morning, and my first client on Tuesday morning went, "Are you okay?" And I went, "No." He said, <laughs> "You need to get home." I was like, "Yes." <laughs> that was that Tuesday. I pulled the pin. You know, the last couple of weeks have been a lot easier because obviously. You've carved up. You've through through the show. You know you're feeling a lot more energy. There's adrenaline and all that sort of stuff. So I've been able to get through Mondays, Tuesdays, and Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday morning. The wheels start getting a bit wobbly. So, so there's no more work for me today. Um, I'm actually heading to Brisbane tomorrow because I've got all my girls competing on Saturday, and they're all heading down tomorrow for their tans and so forth. And um, and I just want to be down there. My wife's actually not. She's feeling a little bit off. She's got a bit of a cold, so I don't want to be around. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so she's like, "Bugger off, go away, leave me alone." So, um, so I'll, I'll head down. But as far as the diet's concerned, that was a question you asked for them about a diet or something. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, yeah. what do you want to know about my diet? <laughs> okay, well, first up, it's it, that sounds like you're more backloading your carbs for the show. Is that right? You're doing like uh, Friday carb up type of thing? Yeah, look, I, I, um, I generally push, for me, I push the carbs in pretty, let's say, for example, with this being a Sunday show, I will generally, and it's and I, I very much go by feel and, and how the body's looking and so forth, but I'll push, I'll push the carbs. The hardest, biggest day would be Friday. And then on Saturday, I, I back up a little bit. I monitor my weight. I will monitor... Um, I actually monitor my urine, I monitor all that sort of stuff um, as I go through Saturday and decide whether I need to eat a bit more, whether I need a bit less. I'm probably on the scales every, uh, probably every hour. You know, every time I go to the toilet, I get back on the scales, you know, um, you know, um, after I've eaten, after I've done a bit of posing, I'll get back on the scales and um, and I'll go and, you know, check the condition, things of the skin. What are, you, so, what, are look, what are you looking for on the scale? Like, Going up or going down or just situation or well, depending on where I, how I look. So the times I'll be looking for movement down because I think mm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm just you know I think I need to be coming down. I need to be another couple of pounds lighter. We talk you know if we talk talking in pounds. Um, um, so I'm looking at the scales to make sure that that is happening. If for example I'm I'm, I'm going fuck I'm I'm mint. I'm fucking where I want to be. I've just got to move. I just got to move a little bit of water around. I need to, I can fill up a little bit more and dry out a little bit more. Then I'm sort of looking for, I'm just making sure I don't get any big drops and troughs or, 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 or obviously the weight shouldn't spike up with what I'm eating and what I'm drinking. I know that, but just making sure that I don't have any crashes, you know, um, that's happened to me before where I, you know, sort of woke up to like, you know, two and a half kilos lighter and I'm like, fuck, and I was flat as a pancake and then chasing my tail to try and carve back up and then just look like shit. So, um, yeah. So one of the controversies that's come out um, a little bit, like it's not a big one, but I've heard it. So oh, I want to put here we it out go. There, I know is, this. Um, oh no, not that one. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, you, you, people are saying you were pro before you've come back. You know, 
is that fair that you're pro before and coming back? What do you say to all the haters? Well, I'm not the first person. There's been plenty of pros that have done this. Um, uh, here in Australia, the ones that come to mind, I know Andy Cunningham um, uh, was pro, then he relinquished his pro status. You know, I mean, I could have relinquished my pro status and gone and competed for NABA. Hmm. Yep. You know, um, and Terry Mintzos did that. You know, he got you would have bloody won the You would have bloody won the universe the way you looked at it, <laughs> the way NABA's gone. And, you know, and, well, <laughs> you know, and, 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 you know, the, the quality... <laughs> Um, look, if I'm really honest, I'm real blunt. I'm nearly 49 years old. I was a somewhat ho-hum pro bodybuilder. I wasn't a bad pro. I got up there, I held my own, but I was never going to be a champion, champion, you know, ship winner. Two one twos, I was too light. Opens, I was uh, sorry. Two one twos, I was too tall and too heavy. It was a struggle. Opens, I was way too light. I needed to probably be about seven or eight kilos heavier. So I've been sitting around 220 pound you know, 100 kilos as the best, as my best weight. Now, I had six years off. I went down to a natural body weight of about 96 kilos and probably 20% body fat. I had a couple of hernia operations. I got told my sh- I need a shoulder replacement, you know. Um, basically got told, we can't do anything with it. Just keep doing living life until your shoulder won't work anymore. And then when we go in, you'll be getting a new one, a complete new one. So there's no going in and resurfacing it. There's no none of that. It's we're going in and replacing your shoulder. So that was two thousand that was at the end of 2017. Then I had a hernia operation 2018, had a hernia operation 2020. We had COVID, didn't train for basically a year. I was out working driving heavy machinery out in Chinchilla, um, you know, when the gyms were closed. So I'm looking at myself when I decided to get back in shape and I'm at five foot eight, I'm 96 kilos, I'm about 19 to 20% body fat. I'm 47, 47, 48 years old at this point. I'm not going to be back into, fucking, into a pro qualities athlete, am I? And I'd be crazy to think I am. So when I said to Tony, I just really like to compete again, you know, um, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, yeah, if I come out about 91, 92 kilos, I'd be rat. You know, um, and then my body responded. The shoulders held together real well. I am very glad that we're getting close to the end because I am starting to have some issues with it when I'm, even when I'm, you know, hitting my rear double bicep, I'm like, oh, and that shoulder's killing me. Um, so if someone that's my age, that's had that much time off, can come back and be competitive, um, then those that are wanting to get their pro card, need to be able to beat me. Well, that's sad. real blunt. If you want to get your pro, if you want, if, if someone is out there and they, they want to win this, they want to win them on Sunday and they want to get their pro card, then they have to be able to beat me because if they can't fucking beat me, they are going to get a really, really rude awakening when they, when they, when they, when they do what I did and went to my first pro show. I went straight let's, to let's go. Let's cut right now and go straight to Louis. <laughs> 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 Louis, over to you. Louis pushed me hard. Louis's got a fucking amazing he got a fantastic shape. He's got a fantastic shape. And how old are you, Louis? I don't. Twenty-six. Twenty-six, mate. So my my first crack at winning a pro card was at twenty-six. Um, I'd been competing. I said I started competing at nineteen. Competed nineteen, twenty. Had a couple of years off. Then competed at twenty-five. 24, 25. My first crack was at 20 to get my pro card. was 26. I won the overall Mr. New Zealand um, uh, in 2000. Um, and um, 
with the IFBB and the then president of the IFBB was trying to get in with the Hillary Commission to get some cash because that's when they were all trying to put the IFBB into the Olympics. Um, and they turned around at two o'clock in the morning, come off stage and said, here, go piss on this. And I said, nah, fuck off. So if <laughs> that hadn't happened, I would have got my pro card in two, uh, back, back in 2000. So, you know, it's, it, it, you know, 26 is, 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 you know, and with Louis's structure with, you know, um, he's got a beautiful look. Um, I, you know, I don't know, me and Louis haven't really spoken apart from, you know, standing beside each other backstage, but we're, you know, whether he is looking at more of the open divisions or whether it's a 2-1-2 division that he wants to, he's looking at, you know, he's, it's, you know, um, I want to do this, what I've done to help push those guys along because when I was doing it in 2000, my overall lineup, there were three already ex overall Mr. New Zealand's in the, in the lineup because to get your pro card back then, you had to either win the world champs or you had to be a multiple national win, uh, champ, champion of your country. And then you apply, just have one Mr. New Zealand three times. Can I have my pro card? I mean, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll hopefully, you know, send it off to the, the powers above and you'll get your pro card. So they don't make we, it easy, eh? No. Yeah. So we used to have. You know, I was coming up, man, I hope, you know, I want to compete against, at the time for me, these are names that you guys won't know, but, you know, Hugh Willis. Some might know the name BJ Johns because he was based in Australia. Um, he was he was a pro from New Zealand. He was um, very good, you know, he competed the old Ironman and stuff like that. So we had all these guys that were already multiple Mr. New Zealands that we that you would come up against again. And it pushed you harder and pushed you further. And, and you know, we're in a sort of sport where, um, we share information and, you know, um, we talk and, and it's, there's no bitchiness about it. So what I'm doing, I'm definitely not trying to cut anyone's lunch. What I'm trying to do is I'm doing most of it for myself personally, but if I can help push people along, then fucking great. All right. So I think we've got to look at people just got to look at it differently. Over to you, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a few old man. No. No, big respect, honestly. Um, you know, I think it, it's it's easy to get home when you're a couple of short in a way, but I think it's massive respect to you as an older dude being able to do what you're doing and you know dedicated Huge respect. Yeah, massive respect. You know, like I'm uh, I'm relatively young, and you know, you've been bodybuilding longer than my bodybuilding lives. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you how it should have been, or how a result should have been, or how anything should have gone. You, which what, what you what was incredibly impressive. Uh, I think um, you doing with you know as frustrating as it can be trying to beat somebody, and as frustrating as bodybuilding can get, and as competitive as it is by nature, it's difficult not to be inspired by what you've done. And I think you should definitely take that with you, no matter what happens, no matter who wins, whether it's on this panel, whether it's somebody else. I think that what any of you guys are doing, I think, is incredible. I think, but at the end of the day, man, you are getting into the age, the right old age of forty-nine. I think there's not a person on this panel who uh, doesn't massively respect you and your appreciation of bodybuilding. So, massive, big up to you. Big up. Right. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Yeah. Well, well, what's your plan with uh, Louis? Louis leading into it. Are you going to go for for more yeah. condition or size or? Sure. So, with the, the cool thing, well, that's a cool thing. The interesting thing about Louis kind of prep this year was that. We came in off the back of season B. Uh, the kind of the, the gap that I felt that we both kind of felt needed to be closed to be good enough to be within that top end car contention wasn't that long. It wasn't that big a gap that needed to be closed in terms of overall muscularity. I think you know Louis' shape and structure carries him through in a lot of aspects. There's no one that will kind of disagree with me on that one. 
So we're able, we're able to kind of run through what I guess some people would, re, would would label it a rebound. I don't really like labeling it that way, to be honest with you. I think it kind of puts this kind of negative connotation in what you were doing. So relatively kind of a short and sharp rebound, I believe it was eight to 12 weeks. And we really just, we really been dieting up until the regional for, it was kind of like 11 and a half, 12 weeks. Now, because obviously there's a relatively small gap between show to show and the limited amount of time, you fucking you can't throw your entire toolbox with somebody for their first show out if you're trying to get to the point where they're landing, you know, as much as you want them to land for once or only. So, you know, being a little bit less assertive that first time out has proved well and has proved to be an opportunity to kind of almost trial the peak for that regional, you know. We didn't have the liberty of time to be able to say, okay, let's try the peak here and see what happens. That first regional became our trial in of itself. So we were able to kind of assess what we needed to do. So going in there with a plan that was <laughs> I don't want to say foolproof. Like I said, it's a little bit less assertive. It's a little bit more control. We didn't lose any kind of farm that. You know, going in there with something that didn't leave us with, you know, something that once it's in, you can't really control what it's going to do and you're going to have to hope for the best. There's a limited amount of any kind of manipulation there. So we've gone in a little bit more assertively this week in terms of, okay, we know that you're going to hold as well. We know this is going to drive an improvement. And the one piece of feedback that you were given, which was condition, this condition did need to improve. It needs to come a little bit sharper. But again, I think the gap that needed to be closed to come in in appreciable conditions and angular we give it again wasn't too far. So we've made some manipulations the past couple of weeks down pretty significant chunk below his previous lowest body weight prior to the regional. So we're in a pretty decent spot. And he's he's having to get the shit out of himself. And I don't think that he's he's, he's pulling it right now. You know, food, he's food not talking about right. so he's not saying a lot back there. He's, <laughs> he's, he's working hard. Uh, oh, I've been I've been here twenty seven hours. He's probably spoken to me twice. <laughs> <laughs> well you got you got a hallucinate you got i'm putting per, perquettes in the mix sings looking amazing mike phenomenal what you've done inspirational great shape this is looking like a hectic pro card like whoever gets mm. it man I'm, yeah. I'm pumped like there's some cool dudes rocking up yeah you know what i'd say that you gave a shout out to hugh he looked amazing too didn't he on the other day as well uh, well he came second to you the under 100s I think you look fantastic. I just love, I love to shape. Like, you know, we were standing backstage and we just started talking and, you know, um, you know, I, I always feel, like, you always feel, I always feel like a bit of a perv because, you know, I'm looking, look at this place and oh, his fat looks good. You know, it's, and it's purely from the fact that I just love, love the sport. I've been doing it for so long. And for me, I really, really like Hugh's shape. I just, something about it, I mean, it was just a really cool, it's a cool look. Everything was round and full and, yeah, probably condition could have been a little bit tighter, but um, he might get but, that in the next few few days before the nationals. Well, too, right? like, not, he told me he wasn't doing the nationals. Oh, he, he, was he not decided not to. Yeah, he told me he has got a he's got a powerlifting meet coming up in, in Bathurst. Oh, it's what a shame! To focus on that. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to convince him otherwise, but um, I was trying to convince him to come. But what, what uh, were your thoughts as well, guys, on uh, Chris, the young junior that turned up? He he's twenty one years old. He's a he looked like Rami in the junior lineups. That's the guy um, you were talking about in the um in the one we did with all the all the athletes, yeah. Yeah, he's prepped by my mate, my mate Simon down at Global Gym, and he just did such a good job. And this kid rocked up in those juniors. It was almost like it was like watching Rami, you know. So he was in the juniors, but also won the super heavies. Is that right? That's right. Oh, was and it second, Mark or you, Mike? He won it, or he won I it. He won. I think he won the super heavies. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I thought he was crazy vacuum, crazy front double buy. Kids huge, so much potential. I think he's got a fantastic looking physique. I'd be interested to see what his height, what his cutoff 
Quasso could be. Mm. True. He can, he can pull a crazy vacuum. Um, yeah, he, yeah. He, he hadn't even thought of that. Matt, what are your thoughts on that? You, you coming from a classic pro perspective. Um, yeah, crazy shape. Like, phenomenal. I mean, at that age as well. But you kind of want to think about it. If he's got that size, that shape, that conditioning at that age, do you want to pigeonhole him into a classic when he's got so much more potential to grow and be bigger? Mm. Yeah, for bodybuilding. Yeah. I think um, one thing he was, you know, a little bit behind on, obviously, his glute development because he's quite young. Uh, yeah. And I guess at that show with, with Singh and Singh there, it stands out even more. But, um, yeah, maybe some classic trunks might help. I think he was 108 kilos from memory. Sorry, I had a phone call. Yeah, so I think he's 108 kilos unless he's, you know. Yeah, look at that in the juniors. Yeah. yeah. That kid's a junior. Yeah. Yes. Fuck me sideways. <laughs> that's, that's well said. That's well said, mate. Yeah. That's incredible. See, I, 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 look, I look at that and I see... You know, I, I sort of see the, the lines. And I, you know, I, I don't know. I look at it probably a little bit different because I've been through the opens and I know. You know, have we got frozen there? We got stuck there, didn't we? He's gone. Where did he go? Um, but yeah, um, he, he really posed quite well. And I, I mean, that front double by, he owns that shot that day, I'd have to say. Yeah, because his frame is just crazy. Yeah, it's crazy looks, wide lats. Looks yeah. like that and he's so young. That horse dude from uh, Brazil. Horse MD. Oh, yeah, horse MD. Yeah, yeah, it does actually. What's his actual name? <laughs> I have no idea what his actual name is. He's, he's a big dude, man. I was chatting to him at um in Vegas at the Dragon's Lair. He's, he's big. Yeah, he tried. He was trying to fit into the classic class. Instead, wasn't he for a while? But he was just—he's he was no way he's going to make it into the classic. He's massive. He put himself in hospital during his Olympia prep, didn't he? For fucking trying to get down to that cup. Really? And that, well, and that was with them lying about his weight too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was crazy. Have you ever seen yeah. the video? What was that? The video. The, the video of it is pretty crazy. Where they yeah. kind of when they weighed him in, like you can see them yeah. Congress talking about the fact that his weight is not what it's supposed to be and then just kind of giving him the nod anyway. There's mm. no action. That's they were conversing about, but pretty, 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 pretty there's, there's, a, there's a fair bit of chatter that, that if you look good enough, they'll let you in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Adam. Hey, Adam, have you got any shots of the overall from the from the Saturday? Yeah. From the Sunday? Hang on a second. And that we should bring up the girls as well. They did amazing work. So it, was, it was a great yeah, was show in one, general. That won the... Um, won yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was a standout. Yeah. And let me just find. Uh, while you're finding that, Ads, yeah. um, I definitely want to know more about the way that Ross is going to change things up for Louis coming into nationals. Obviously, you guys didn't do a whole lot, you know, leading into the, uh, the qualifier show. So just sort of talk us through what your thoughts are and, you know, your approach is going to be. Obviously, you've coached Louis for a little bit now. Um, you sort of understand his body a little bit better. So what are your thoughts and your processes in terms of competing international? <laughs> it's time for me to take such stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's been an interesting voice. So originally, because with the, because of the original show, the first show of the season, or you know, the qualifier from a couple of days ago or a couple of weeks ago, we kind of knew that there was still a condition gap to close. Like there wasn't really something that we weren't aware of. Like I think you're here whispers upon the grapevine of like, I don't know, 
talking shit. I don't even know these people, you know. Talk shit, talk shit all you want. <laughs> you know, I find it a bit strange. Oh. I find, I find yeah, it no, no, no need for it, eh? No need for it. Uh, it's, it's, I find it strange, you know. Obviously, I've, I've heard conversations with people here, and it happens, it happens at home in the UK as well. I heard some wanker said he was fat. I, I can't believe it. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think I know said wanker, and said wanker has given me shit online as well. I didn't even know this big fucking prick. But anyway, <laughs> fuck that guy. I know. Anyway, that's it. That's, 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 maybe we'll stop recording. We'll talk about that guy. <laughs> the reality of the situation is like you can we can we can all sit there and we can talk about the fact that you know there's condition gaps to close but like people often say that when you present on stage or they kind of go with this ideal that when somebody is presented on stage or an athlete or a coach isn't aware of the limitations that they're presented with at that point in time you know that kind of way sometimes you need to especially when it comes to pro card contention like I've had conversations with Louis and as much as this probably pains him to say this might not even be his last show <laughs> you know so like at the end of the day, the reality of the situation is that when you're getting a card, because the standard is so good, which I think it particularly here in Australia, there's is such this, a limited opportunity to get your card. Is this leading to an overseas show? Is that what you're getting at? We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We're going to get over the weekend and we're going to talk about it. But because there's so little opportunities here for you guys to get the card, I think there's a lot of excellent athletes who are at a level that they can get pro status that are being disheartened, not because they're not good enough, because the opportunities to show how good they are are so limited, you know? And that's something that I think is going to be, like, if I say anything, and if anyone watches this and doesn't know me or doesn't know anything about me, if I could just give everyone that bit of insight and maybe some, like, a level of encouragement, is that, like, these aren't your only opportunities to get where you want to go, you know? There's a full world of bodybuilding opportunities out there. Yes, it's an investment to go and do these shows. Yes, it takes time and effort to go and do these shows. But there's so many fucking good athletes here. Like it's actually outrageous how many good people are here who are not so. It's not like they're wasting potential, but they don't realize just how far their potential actually goes and how close they actually are. But anyway, going back to the point of kind of set up this this time round, we're a little bit closer on that kind of conditioning gap that we need to close, and we have a little bit more on the table that we can deploy throughout this week. A little bit more circling that with the department because we haven't to, to like you know to be French. We haven't blown our load in the first round. You know, to not be able to have that opportunity again. Like you start playing around with manipulations and fluid. You know, tools that manipulate that for you. Trying to recomp that capacity for fluid retention back is a really difficult thing to do because you've pharmaceutically changed the fluid dynamics of the body. And that's the difficult thing to get a control of when you've used things like diuretics. You know, like obviously, I'm not against diuretics. I am a proponent of diuretics when they're needed, but the overuse of diuretics totally fucks somebody up between show to show if you don't know how to use them or when to use them. So I think in this time around, we're being a little bit more, you know, aware of sort of Said as, as gingerly as previously, and um, we're being able to go in there with a kind of calculated approach. That we know. I think, from a carbo perspective, we're kind of filling them up last time out because there was still a condition gap to close. We have to keep midsection tight, we have to keep condition at the forefront while also driving the, the, the big thing that Louis has, which is the structure. So, we loaded earlier in the week, so we loaded Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we cleared Thursday, Friday, and then we presented on Saturday. So, it was essentially heavier load on Monday, moderate load on Tuesday, the same moderate load on Wednesday. We then went back to slightly above baseline for Thursday and Friday. We allowed that kind of to clear and then we kind of presented on the Saturday with a small feeding in the morning. And then it was really just electrolytes and fluid replenishments. You know, glycogen, to not get too sciencey and I go, Stan, I know you're super into this kind of thing, so you'll appreciate this. Glycogen resynthesis takes about 36 hours to actually really hold within the look within the body. So if you're looking at a 36 hour turnaround time, the food that you've taken in on Monday morning isn't really presenting itself in a visual sense until kind of Wednesday afternoon. You know, obviously you get acute shifts in the look and stuff like that from taking more higher glycemic carbohydrates. But the reality is when you're taking Six, seven hundred grams of carbs a day. There's very little of that that's showing in the immediate sense. 
But there's one thing that we definitely learned from last week is that Louis does uptake food incredibly when he's depleted. I believe me, this fucking dude is depleted. <laughs> you know, I, I, I really feel sympathy for somebody, but I feel sad. <laughs> he's not saying it. he's not saying a word today. He's, that man is depleted. <laughs> Our glycogen is dipped up. So I think what we're going to do this week is probably again similar to what Mike did, similar approach out there. We'll go in Friday, Saturday, heavier on Friday, moderate on Saturday, and then present on Sunday with a look that's almost coming in off the back of the that that's basically the food that's going to be coming in on Friday is going to be holding through until kind of Saturday, early Sunday, and then that food on Saturday is just going to give us the capacity to hold that in the event of shifted stage times. Just giving us that kind of insurance policy that we need to know there's always going to be enough food and circulation there for us to get what we want to do as individuals. And then from that point onwards, once we know that you know carbohydrates are taken care of and we know that they're settling into the body over the course of that time, we can be pretty confident that the only thing that we need to manipulate from that point onwards is water and sodium. You know, beyond that, we don't need to do anything else, be it the reintroduction of sodium, be it the reintroduction of fluids, be it the reduction of fluids. We know that those two things are kind of our trump cards because the rest is already boxed off and covered. So it's leaving enough time, but not so much time that we see that look fade like we did last week. It was kind of the issue that we ran into is that I think we left a little bit much time between the last feeding and presentation we made. Get that up here. <laughs> <laughs> that process for a second. I plan these things. <laughs> Mike's one. Yeah. 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 In summary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I tend to plan these things early. Um, again, anyone who doesn't know who I am, which is probably the vast majority. I think it's pretty ignorant thing who I am. So I work with Pro Coach, who are kind of the UK and Europe's kind of leading prep coach company at the moment. Most some people here might know who Cal Racetrick is. Um, I work on their column as a second in command. So. Uh, one of the things that we've kind of always learned and that he, Cal has mentored me for the past four or five years so I'm very lucky to be that close to him and to you know be under his wing in that respect so a lot of kind of thorough thinking and a lot of kind of I guess you could call it investigation is kind of done lead up to a peak for me um, the, the, there's so much that goes into the look that presents itself and you know sometimes I think that's a catch-22 when you think of it a little bit too much you know sometimes I wish it was just you know eat some sweet potato drink some water and get up there but I, I just I can't think like that I find it too hard to think like that so a lot, of, a lot of thinking has gone into it. You know, a lot of conversations with some really smart dudes have gone into it. I've got a really good network of people that can help me in these situations. And I'm, I'm just looking forward to, you know, present the day. And, you know, what, what happens, what happens, happens. You know, like I said, there's other opportunities. We don't want to have to take the opportunities if we can help them, but we will. Um, like I don't think there's a person on this panel who would disagree that Louis is pro-worthy and Louis has the capacity to go pro now, you know, if he presents properly at the end of the day. But like I said, like you said, whoever wins that card on Sunday, absolutely unequivocally deserves it and i think that's something we can all take as a positive no matter what the result is whether you're happy with it or not there's not going to be a single person on that on that stage who doesn't deserve to be there and it's it's the product of having such a selective group of individuals it's just selective group of shows that give you the opportunity to do that it's such an interesting dynamic of bodybuilding here that i've just louis, never really experienced louis, in my time coaching i don't coaching louis you don't yeah. sound like you don't have a sausage roll or meat pie for a long time buddy <laughs> 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 no, no, he's gonna get some, he's gonna get some food. He's gonna we're gonna we're gonna get some food. Again. I want to get some food if I have to tie Russ to a chair. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna feed him. I'm gonna feed him. We're gonna go out for lunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and then he's having he's having he's having cardio for dinner. Yeah. Mike, do you do any cheat meals the night before? Uh, no, no, I don't, I don't the night before. The, the, re, 
and, and look, it's some things that I've, I've done. I, when there's times I haven't done it. And, and the reason I probably don't is that um, I've just too many times seen people eat things that, that from, from, from my perspective as a coach as well. And I've been coaching for, you know, I've coached, I mean, I was Steve Orton's first coach. You know, we won national titles wow. with, with Steve. I've, I've kept coaching, you know, other, other national titles. I've coached pros that have placed top five in America, you know. And one of the things that, for me, is that I find that the likelihood of getting an upset digestive tract tract from 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 eating foods that you've been so used to is really low. Throwing something into the mix that your body hasn't dealt with for a long time, yeah. It, it, it to me, it's a little bit of caution to the. It's a bit you know you're sort of throwing it to the wind. Really, it might it might work. It might not. In saying that, I had one. I used to have an athlete who, um, um, you know, he'd go through the full carb up process. He was a who was a men's physique athlete, an older men's physique athlete. Um, and um, every time he competed, the night before, like, go get a couple of burgers and, a, and some chips, man, because you need them. And he used to always be ripped and look fantastic. But for me personally, uh, it just makes me too nervous. And I always go, every year I go, I've ever competed. I, I want to go eat something. And my wife is actually the one that says, why? You always get that so feedback from clients, don't you? Know? You always get that feedback from clients. Yeah. Oh, the next day I look yeah. great. It's because you're not you're not under heaps of stress. You, you know, you get yeah. your digestive tracts working. You got blood flow, but when you were stressed out the day before, that would not well, go well. Yeah. And the reality is, the day after, yeah, the reality is the day after a show when you look, I look so much better today than what I did before on the show day. It's because you're walking around with a tan on that's you know that's obviously it's been washed so that you've got this really golden natural tan you're outside the point vascular as hell well that doesn't necessarily mean you're in shape because we've seen plenty of vascular people on stage that just look fucking they don't have don't have a separation at all but how fucking good does it look that walking down the beach when you're that vascular i mean you should <laughs> you should done whatever you know so it's completely different you're not judge you're not looking at this you know you're not looking at the person if you put that what you look fantastic the day after a show and chuck it up on stage you go look it's crazy pavings and fucking look like google maps but you know there's no separation and the ankles are twice the size and so yeah i yeah i I, for me i would rather just stick to whole foods i'm a big big whole food advocate i try and keep away you know i try and limit anything that's processed um especially those last couple of weeks um no, to the point I don't even need protein powder for the last few weeks. If I have to get my wife to hide my protein powder because I really like it, um, you know. So for me, it's it's must. I stick to whole foods. Stick to the foods I know. Yeah, I think you lose predictability when you throw in something like that. Um, you know, I think the whole game of peak week is having that level of predictability in what you're going to see. And I think that for some people it works. I think uh, you know, Stan, you said it correctly. It's the stress element. Like if I had somebody who I've never ran that program, let's say Mike, I'm coaching you. And you've never ever had, you know, a cheat meal prior to the show. And I say, right, go out and get yourself a Big Mac and a double fry. You immediately have that fucking anxious drop. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I've never done that before in my life. Immediately, the stomach is not set up to handle that food in any way possible. But if somebody has come to you and yeah. I have always had a fucking price before I've come on stage every single day, and now you're not going to give it to me the night before, that might then throw them off. You know, so like you're, you're just uh-huh. trying to maintain Absolutely. That hundred percent, and I, th- I think um, I think Justin Wessels, who um, for yes, yourself, Justin Wessels is an incredibly um, probably the most conditioned athlete that Australia's ever seen. Well, I believe he, on the Friday night always has a cheesecake. 
Always yeah. a cheesecake. Yeah, cheesecake. There's the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> these white people and all these <laughs> snacks they get <laughs> Full cheesecake. Yeah, yeah he he's eat the whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing is about fucking full cheesecake. Yeah, yeah I, had, I had a mate, Gavin Al- uh, uh, Jeff Allen, he was an absolute monster in Naba, and a full tub of ice cream the uh, day before. Looked phenomenal. Yeah, I've seen that one too. I've seen the full tub of ice cream. We had a guy, we had a guy back home as well. He actually ended up winning his card a couple of days later, the night at the day after, we called Reese. So he was coached by a friend of mine, Tom. And he said, I have a pretty interesting uh, pre-show protocol. I would love if you wanted to hear it and let me go ahead with it. So this guy cuts up a chocolate muffin, fries it in coconut oil, right? So he fries it in coconut oil and then has it with a medium rare steak, eggs, and shit loads of salt. And that's that's the thing that he has to do. Like, well, of that would be the closest thing to I that I've done is, is, is check your cook. No, no when I started competing on a tree. Yep. Um, I was always told to go and get myself a big chocolate chip, muff, uh, chocolate chip muffin. I didn't fry it, yeah. but it was, then it was also a big steak, a um, couple of fried eggs, um, some chipped yeah. you know, potatoes, fucking tons of salt. And that was, and, I, and look, to be honest, minus the, um, minus the muffin, that is, I still, the night before the show, I still actually like to have a steak, um, yeah. chips, um, homemade chips, of course, um, is, and, and, a, and an egg, you know, when I, when I can, so... Um, I saw you on yeah, the day through um, punching the potato chips a fair bit as well, Mike. That worked out further, salty carbs. Look, that was actually, I'm not, again, I'm not a huge big advocate of that because I think it depends. I say, you know, there's not, everything can't be completely planned. And I just, I was starting to get quite crampy and I don't yeah. really get too crampy. Um, and the potato chips really, um, and the ones that I get are just uh, sea salt and the plain, the plainest ones I can find. Um, it's just basically the, the chips are just a vessel for some sodium, to be honest. Because, that, you know, as I say to people, when you see people enough, an hour before and they're putting the peanut butter on their rice cake and slow, you're not going to metabolize it. <laughs> what you're really looking for is you're looking for a vessel to, if you need to take on some sodium, you're just really looking for a vessel to get the sodium into you and make that vessel, whatever it is, the lightest possible thing in your guts. Why put it, you why use a big fat rice cup, you know, three or four big fat rice cakes like this, when the really the only thing you want is a couple of milligrams of sodium, you know, get it on something that's you know that's that's a bit lighter. So yeah. So uh, the chip thing was a go by the way. We had a guy tell us a story that he was using salt and candy flour pre-stage. Which makes kind of which actually makes quite a lot of sense if you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna look yeah, at objectively. Salt and candy flour is super, super low density sugar. Doesn't Henny, Henny Rambod do uh, Snickers bars? Yeah. Yeah, I think he does. I think it, there's, loads, there's loads of like, I think, little tidbits that you see around. I was doing that state of Jose Raymond smashing back a king size cake of chocolate before our last New Zealand Pro <laughs> Show. Two What's all these cakes? <laughs> I get the cake thing. I get the cake thing. Um, one of the things I, uh, and I don't know if Louis saw it, that, that I, <laughs> I saw one in Queensland sitting around with Woolworths Pavlovas. I saw that yeah. too. All, 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 all the smashback. What got all me? It didn't matter whether you were seventy kilo men's physique or you were a, or a hundred kilo. Everyone was eating the same amount of pavlova. <laughs> None of them came next to me. Luke didn't. Like, what the fuck is this? Pavlova. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. There was about yeah. There was about seven guys, seven giants just sitting around. Eating pavlova out of a box. 
Okay. Guys, I'm going to go pick up a few more pieces of equipment for the gym, but thanks for having me on, and I'm glad to see you all back again. The gym's never slowing down. And thanks, Heaps, Mike, and thanks, Ross. Oh, uh, man, it's a pleasure. Wait, Stan, wait, Stan, wait. <laughs> Every time. Now you, now you can go. Now you can what go. did you do? <laughs> what did you do? He just took a photo for the story. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Uh, it's going to be some weird facial because you always get the worst ones out of all. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, oh, guys. Have a good one. Hey, brother. Um, um, Mike, so I think my, my, you know, opinion about what um, Stan was asking way back about you, you know, being a pro and now going to the amateurs again to get your pro back, card back and everything. My opinion on it is um, I don't really care as long as the the best person who showed up on the day gets the pro card so that then they represent Australia the best, you know, as a pro. That's, that's why. You know, I don't want the pro card. I'll tell you, tell you right now, if I win, I've already, if, 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 if and I've got, we've got work to do before we get there. In fact, we've got a phenomenal heavyweight class that we need to get through. I have no interest in the pro card. Zero. I'm not. I've picked the season A because in, for my life, it works best. Season B would be a nightmare for me to compete. because So all I want to do is compete. And if there was a pro card, no pro card, it's no different to what the, my process of thinking of competing was no different. Um, there have been people that have, you know, you know, if if we went back to pre-COVID, we'd be talking about getting ready for the Arnold's. Now, yes, there's a pro card given with the Arnold's, but I think the focus would be less off the pro card and people would be like, oh, Mike wants to get an Arnold, you know, to, you know, win the Arnold's. I just want to be, do the best I can, but I have zero interest. My opinion, my personal opinion is if I was was lucky enough and, and to be honest, I think there's going to be a degree of luck with the quality of the athletes that are there to, to, to win, um, and pass the pro card to the next person. There's, you know, there's plenty of shows around the world where, um, you know, pro cards are given to, um, you know, the heavyweight, the, the middle, the, the super heavy, the light, the heavyweight, the light heavy. Give it to the next person. If there's only one pro card here, just give it to the next person. I don't want, it. I don't, I don't want to compete overseas again. I don't. It's not. If I was that was the case, I would, I just would have gone. Oh, I'll go pick a pro show. I'll put my name up and you know, try to get to the Masters Olympia. <laughs> you know? that, that was literally where I was going with that with my next question was if you were to be successful, like what would the, the next uh, step be for you? So obviously that would be, is that what you're saying? If you were to win, you'd just pass it on to whoever, whoever the runner-up was. I'd be saying, Tony, give it, give, it, give, it, give it to the next person. Give it to, give it to who the, who the next person, person in line. I have zero interest in it. There you go, Louis. Because... If you win all, once you got the pro card, you get to keep it. We good. Good on you, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's cool, man. I think that's a, that's a really, um, it's a really admirable outlook on the whole thing. Um, I think, I think it also shows just how passionate Mike is for the sport. He just, he just wants to bloody compete. You know, he just wants to compete. Yeah, for sure. And look, I'm going to just be full transparent, bro. When I found out you were used to be a pro, I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I was pissed for about ten minutes. I genuinely was. I was like, "Fucking what?" It's the passion, you know, that kind of way. Like, I, I, I didn't, I didn't travel fucking forty thousand kilometers for the sake of it. You know, like I'm, mm. I'm super. Listen, I want Louis to succeed, and I want him to do well, and I know he can do well. But from sitting here talking to you, I can honestly say, any degree of 
maybe passive aggressive conscious discontent that they had is very well and truly gone. I only have respect. That's really, really cool, dude. Mm. Genuinely, it's very, very cool. Out of and uh, I'm really glad that we got to do this as well to kind of, you know, cover that and, you know, best luck this weekend, bro. And anything yeah, you get is, is well and truly deserved. And I'm looking forward to meeting you. Yeah, no, appreciate it. I appreciate it. Likewise. An interesting, an interesting discussion point, which I've heard a little bit over past years, is that some people think that the pro card often goes to the most deserving on the day, but probably not the person that has the greatest potential in the pro ranks. I love this, I love this conversation. I've had this conversation yeah. with a couple of people. Sorry What's to go across here. I've had, I've had this conversation with a lot of people. I, I think by every degree of virtue and every degree of what we know about bodybuilding, the reality is they probably should go to the person who meets the standards on the day of being the best there. But I do, I do think there are points and I do think there are situations where if you were to look at two athletes and you were to say to yourself, okay, this guy maybe does need to be two, 3% sharper if he was to present at his absolute best. But when he does, he is going to take it absolutely all the way. And then you have a guy who looks out of his ass, peels super full, but you know it's, it's just not there for that guy. He can get a card, but there'll never be a great pro. There's people like that. I think if I was to chase a pro card, that would be me. I'm a pretty shitty bodybuilder. I'm pretty good at my job as a coach. That's about as far as I can ever take it without any, with, with every degree of certainty. I can never get much further than that. And if I was in a situation personally where I was on stage with somebody where maybe I was a hair better than them in condition, I was a little bit fuller, but they have the potential to continue to go forward and represent bodybuilding better than I can, I do kind of think it should go to that person. But I think that it's it's nearly too context depending and dependent and too situationally dependent to say that that should be how it's done all the time. Because if somebody has potential, but they're really fucking off, then fuck that guy. You know, like, like you, you got to come back better to get what, you, get what you deserve. Maybe take the feedback that you can be exceptional, go to another show and get it then. Give yourself more time. But I do I do think there are certain circumstances where that happens as well. I think that I, I got a guy who was doing the Arnolds in the UK last year. So my guy, Yemi, uh, he won his pro card in Classic last, last September. And I think arguably he probably wasn't the most conditioned guy. Well, he pretty was the most conditioned guy, but he wasn't the biggest guy there. He just has the most outrageous. Anyone, anyone who's watching this and hasn't seen right. Yemi, he's like one of the freak. If you, have, I don't know who's on the laptop there, but if you go onto my Instagram, if you go onto his Instagram, you'll, you'll this guy's a fucking alien. I know exactly. I don't know exactly what you're talking about, and it's fucking wild. Uh, he's a he's like he's from another planet. It's a totally different thing altogether. So we, his structure, irrespective. So his so he, his body weight when he was at when he was at the Arnold Amateur was twelve kilos or something below his cap. You know, it's something bananas. Yeah. And now he's, as a, as a pro, he's still way beyond his cap. And if he was to grow one centimeter, he has 35 pounds to play with in class. With 30, and this guy is a fucking alien. I'll try to put a photo of him now. Um, he's, 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 a, he's, a, totally, he's a totally different human. Is it this see one? We, see we, see we, That's the one. Black guy? <laughs> that guy. Oh. He's, a, he's a totally... This guy's a totally different animal. Um, so Yemi currently lives in my house in the UK. <laughs> so he's, he's currently holding the ship there. So Yemi's got his first pro show in like three weeks from today. So he's got his Olympia qualifier. Funny enough, it's actually in Ireland. So I'm not actually from the UK. I am actually Irish. I just live in the UK. Um, so we are going back home for that. So he's another guy we have. So Yemi was significantly under his cap for his actual pro qualification where he won the card. And he beat guys easily with 30 pounds on him. You know, but his structure just carried him through. And I think that that was an example where they said, this guy has the potential to do incredibly well. And I don't think, again, there's anyone here who can't look at that and go, this guy has superstar potential written all over him. And I think that's a situation where that call made sense. 
you know, it really did make sense. He met the criteria. He was conditioned. He was full. He was a little bit smaller than the other guys. But I think potential and structure carried him through. You know, yeah. and that's going to be an example where you do see that happen. I think it's an example where you do see these things kind of creep up, you know. So um, it's an interesting conversation for sure because I would have been of the opposite opinion until I experienced it firsthand. I think the only other time where that might be acceptable is in a, a show like an Australian show when there's a guy who would be an incredible 2-1-2 pro and probably doesn't have the size and the muscularity to compete against uh, the guy that won the super heavyweights, for example, but that super heavyweight probably doesn't have the potential to be a, an open, successful pro. That's probably another scenario where you'd give it to the, the guy that probably wasn't the best on the day, but from a potential standpoint, in terms of the 2 one 2 would be much more successful. Yeah, like Cam. Like Cam. Who did Cam beat? Um, who was the super heavy? I can't David. David from South Australia. That's right. Yeah, yeah. South Australia got Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's really cool, man. Like, it's the, the, the pool of athletes you guys have here is fucking outrageous. And I've, I spoke to Lou already. Like, there, there's very, very, I can only speak with Lou as well. I'm not going to speak for anyone else or anyone else's clients because I think that can come off as a little bit poachy and weird. But like, there's very, very few people I've ever come across who've ever had a structure like this guy. Like, I, 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 you just don't see it everywhere. Yeah, there's things that need to be worked on. There's things that need to be improved on. As bodybuilders, we're never perfect. We never will be. You can always be leaner. You can always be bigger. You can always be fuller. There's always that. So, but like some of the guys that I've seen come out of this place and just following your podcast, people sharing, like, where the fuck are these guys hiding? Like, get them <laughs> get over here. You know, it's uh, it's exceptional. And then the fact that you only have two opportunities a year just makes it so much more interesting. You know, and I can see where the competitive dynamic comes from now that I'm here. It's very cool. Yeah, Even you, uh, Adam, you're a freak. <laughs> Thanks, man. Mega freak. <laughs> I, I I used to be, and then I then I injured my arm, and then I just started shrinking. I, 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 I seen that. I seen that. What's what's going on now? What's the story with you? I think I should be back to to training in about one to two weeks. Um, but my body weight's way down, like 106. But you know, I kind of like <laughs> I think Mike was saying with himself, like a pretty good responder, and like I haven't been on anything since last year since I hurt my arm and everything. And so I think I should be able to uh, expand pretty quickly. I remember, I remember, season B. I remember season B, I was speaking to Louie backstage. <laughs> I came out for your comparisons. And I, remember, I think I remember texting him, go, we've got to be worried about Johnny Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got to worry about Johnny Bravo. He's good. <laughs> and then you came, remember for the Nationals, you came back like, Fucking mega improved from You're the like, like four kilos down. It was really fucking mega, mega impressive. And then in that, it, that was a perfect example. I think, where I think, I think it helped because when he when he when he weighed in at the when he weighed in at the Queenslands, he had had the person that was weighing in going, "Just go fucking lose another hundred grams, you'll be fine. Fucking go off and do it." <laughs> yeah, that was that was really weird. Like I, I remember I seen you backstage, and like I was 100 and, 102 or something like that and I just couldn't like I was so watery and then um that next day at the states I had already lost like two or three kilos then by nationals I was like 96 so I'd gone yeah. straight down crazy six kegs it's a lot of weight yeah man but it was you know yeah. just there's a bit of fat but a, a lot of water and just too much carving up and all that sort of mistakes that you make yeah for sure man um, it's just like I said man it's a big country for weeks yeah, it's, it's cool, man. It's a cool dynamic. 
very good man. I can say. Are you all, are you all going to be at the nationals? Obviously, Mike. I know you will. Yeah. What was that? Sorry. Going to be at nationals. I are think you're going to be there, there. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I missed that. Yeah. I'm fighting. <laughs> Am um, I? Are you? Are you yeah, going to be nationals? Season B. Season We're not asking him. <laughs> <We're not asking laughs> I'm lost. I'm <laughs> speaking to your voice. Yeah. Hey Adam. Hey, what are Adam, you doing on the weekend? Adam, 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 Adam and Matt, what are you doing on Sunday? <laughs> we, we will be there. We will be there. We'll be there. I'm hopping on the plane. So we got. Uh, I'm all the way down south, Ross. So I'm like all the way down. I don't know what your geography in Australia is really like, but I'm down in like Melbourne, Victoria. So yeah, it goes about as far as it's fucking massive, and I'm somewhere in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, that's, that's about as far. I'm jumping on a plane tomorrow. So I'll, be there, I'll be up there tomorrow afternoon. It is gonna be. It is gonna be one of the the best shows that we've seen in a while, and. Um, just the, the, like you keep saying, Ross, like the caliber of athletes that have gone into the show, it's going to be one of the biggest battles. Um, definitely can't wait to see you and uh, Louis and uh, also the other Mike as well, uh, Sammy, um, and just and also the guy down in Sydney. I'm not sure how you say his name, but just some incredible athletes go head to head and and present it all. So can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Good. Be a second. Be a second. Um. Maddie, did you have anything else you wanted to ask? No, I think that pretty much covers it. I'm just keen to um to get up there and just watch bodybuilding. And I think, you know, all of us can speak as just bodybuilding fans that the show is going to be fucking amazing regardless of who comes out on top. And that's across all the categories, all the classes. And I'm just excited. You know, this is my first season in three seasons that I won't actually be competing. So I'm actually... Huh? I'm in the crowd. Yeah, it's just going to be good to appreciate from a bodybuilding fan's perspective. So I'm excited. Um, well, uh, Ross, Mike, Louis, Maddie, and uh, Stan over there somewhere. <laughs> Thank you all for for jumping on, guys. Um, you know, it, it, if you can't, if you're not hyped up from this for the nationals, I don't know what's wrong with you. Like, I am so pumped. I can't wait to see you all up there. Um, doesn't matter who wins at the end of the day. I think we'll be screaming and, and excited for it. So. Uh, can't wait to see you all up there. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Can't wait to get up there. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you on Sunday. Bring it. See you guys. See you guys. See you guys. See you guys. See you guys.